Hi everyone and welcome to Teeth and Tales. I'm your host Dr. Shadi Manucheri and today's episode is all about the Positive Smile Club which is an initiative that was started by a wonderful dental student called Adam Norton who is currently a fourth year dental student at Leeds University and Adam started this initiative because he was struggling when he started studying dentistry and he decided to reach out to some well-known dentists in the profession to ask them for their advice and how they dealt with struggles in their path. So I really hope you enjoy this episode and without further ado, let's get into it. Hi Adam, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm very well, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, very excited for today's chat. I'm looking forward to it uh, all week really since you, since you asked me. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you. Before we start, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do and how you got here, please? So I am a fourth year dental student at Leeds um, and I also have or run a podcast and a page called Positive Smile Club where I interview dentists such as yourself who are successful and are doing well and seem to be managing the stresses and everything of the profession really well and that's kind of why I started it because when I was in second year third year even at that level I was noticing that I maybe wasn't managing the stresses and everything of dental school incredibly well and I was like who's better to learn from than the people who are and the people I looked up to so on the podcast I kind of ask people what their favorite books are mindset advice who they look up to so how long has this been going on the positive smile club podcast and page so i started it in lock and it was in lockdown but it was kind of it was november 2020 when i started it but i had the idea long before but i just never um i guess had the confidence and the understanding i'd never done like videos or any and if you could look go back and look at the kind of the first other videos i made the quality is awful i it was literally like I remember 10 minutes before I ever had the, my first guest on, I was still figuring out like how I was going <laughs> to record it all and what, how it all worked. And I was like my, with my friend, like saying, like, like, can you hear me? And like, like doing a practice version, it was all going wrong. But um, yeah, I've learned as time's gone on and it's, it's, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And even learning about all this, I feel like these skills in today's world with computers and everything that you need to know. And yeah, it's, uh, it's been really good. Yeah, I mean, that's literally all of us. I didn't know anything about anything before I started my social media. And I feel like if you now go back to like previous episodes, everything, if you look at it and compare it to now, is so different. Mm -hmm. And it's like a completely different level. But that's understandable. You know, when you start, you're going to be completely clueless and then you're going to make mistakes and learn from that. Um, So how have you been managing? Because I know from personal experience that all of this takes up a lot of time in planning, execution, you know, editing, posting, there's a lot of effort that goes on behind the scenes. So how have you been balancing it with your schoolwork? Because as we know, dental school is not easy, especially when it gets towards the end of it. Um, So how have you been managing that? I know we were joking that the uh, episode we recorded was done months and months ago, and it's only just come out. But (laughs) overall, how do you usually balance it? I mean yeah as you say that that's really I think as at the start when it was I was when I started it was I was in third year we had no clinics I was in maybe two half days a week and I was able to get all the videos out everything I wanted to do in like two days after um after after I recorded them and it was ideal and now I think as my process my editing process and now I like to get the podcast up on Spotify and I want to edit that and I get clips up on Instagram so it, it all is 
it's not a, a big thing and I really enjoy doing it, but it, yeah, balancing it and finding the time is difficult. And I think as I go now towards fifth year and towards finals, that's only going to get more difficult. And I have looked at, I mean, there's, um, you'll probably know Raina on the cusp this year She and she was doing so, so well and she still is, but she took a big step back in terms of putting videos up there and putting things out there because finals and getting your degree mm. is, is the most important thing. All this is a lot of fun and it, you know, I've had learned a lot and had a lot of, really cool opportunities from it and can you continue to do so but at the end of the day being a dentist knowing my stuff and um graduating is is the most important thing but um I think something I've done trying with every my life at the moment is to try and make things as accessible and as easy as possible with all my habits so my plan going into fifth year is just to make even if I just work on it for five ten minutes a day I may, I'm going to be able to keep maybe putting less videos, but still putting content out and still, you know, expanding this and still, you know, being able to record with different dentists because I've got a lot of people I still want to speak to. And to be honest, I've not been as able to record as I'd like to have been, even with the time I've had. And that time I know is going to diminish as I go into fifth year. But um, yeah, it's, it's been difficult, but I'm trying to make sure that I can record um, even just a little bit every day. and into fifth year and not just completely um disappear in this next year yeah I mean I think it's the most important thing is consistency when it comes to social media content but at the end of the day you know as you rightly said it's just about remembering that all of this is is a side sort of side thing to your dentistry and that comes first so obviously because I remember how stressed I was during fifth year and I always had a job I always had a part-time job throughout uni Mm -hmm. Uh, and it never it, it was never an issue because I always found time to do everything else I mean thankfully we didn't have social media back then so we weren't doing any of this cool stuff that you guys are doing but at the same time it was only in my final year that I was like actually I can't do anything else I just need to put my head down and just get the revision done and graduate because that's all you want to do and in, in final year you have so much stuff going on you have exams you have requirements you have interviews you have a lots of stuff going on that you need undivided attention for so I think, as you rightly said, it's just about balance. Planning goes into it a lot as well. If you have a little bit of time um, to make sure you're using it wisely and just to make sure that mm-hmm. you're looking after yourself well, because it's not just about being productive 24-7. You do need rest as well. 100%. So going back to the beginning of all of this, how, I mean, you uh, I know you said it started in lockdown, but how did you have the idea? Because I feel like with... Um, difficult subjects and stressful subjects like dentistry medicine there's a whole load of other ones as well but dentistry and medicine are the ones that we know the stress is all too well um how did you recognize that actually mental health and all of this is an important issue and how did you decide that you were going to speak to people that were in the public eye that could had uh, you know advice to share for others how, how did it all start so i think yeah it's going back to me in second year and third year i even just working on phantom heads, I, it's not, I've, I wouldn't say working with my hands and all that is naturally my my bag. It wasn't then and I'm growing more into it now, but um, I just found it so stressful. And I was like, I'd, I'd love to be able to speak to not necessarily people at uni or tutors, but people who are outside of dental school who are achieving well and doing well in their career and learning from them how they managed it, how what they did at dental school, how their experience at dental school was, but also getting out of dental school 
who they look up to. I've always had a real interest in in mindset and reading and wanting to learn that that kind of thing. And I'm also, I guess, wanted to find dentists who um, who were also into that as well and seeing if there was anything that I was missing that would be really good for dentistry, any certain type of way of thinking or kind of philosophy or anything like that. And um, yeah, that was kind of how it all started. And I guess when COVID came, it gave me the time to really put that into action. Um, and I also, I think at that time, hadn't, before COVID, hadn't had the time to discover the world outside of dentistry. So it was only in COVID that I kind of, even did like people who are massive in our kind of profession, like Rona Skander, Simon Chard, Dentinal Tubules, Drew Short, Jazz Galati Podcast, all of these things when I was in first year, second year, I had no idea they existed and I didn't know there was all of this support around um, dental school that was available. And then after finding out about these people, I wanted to speak to them, I wanted to learn from them. And um, that, that, was, that, was, um, that was really how it started. I feel like I don't know about your experience, but for me, it was kind of a similar thing. For me, it all started in lockdown. And before it, I think a lot of in the profession, people can sort of start comparing each other to each other. You know, you can start comparing yourself to each other and it can be a negative thing. Whereas for me, it was very much a concept of, okay, let's learn from each other. Let's sort of like, because everyone has new ideas when it comes to social media. So for example, my strength was something else, my weaknesses were other things. So instead of using it as a negative thing, I decided to use it as a positive thing to collaborate with them and grow together mm -hmm. and learn together. And I found that the feedback was extremely positive and the response was extremely positive because when you see people on social media, you know, sometimes that that's not the true self. Sometimes it's a persona that they portray online and the reality is very, very different. It's kind of like celebrities. You know, you see, mm -hmm. I remember when my brother met, <laughs> he'll probably be upset that I'm saying this, but he met Jim Carrey, who was like his idol and he wasn't very yeah. nice in, in real life. And it, it just ruined oh, all the movies wow. for him. Um, mm -hmm. But, and I feel like it's the same with these um, online personalities. When you see them, they might not be like that in real life. My experience has been the complete opposite. Most people that I've met through social media, such as Verna, have been nothing but supportive and positive and just honestly, like great, great people to be around. And that was really refreshing for me because I didn't know that. And mm -hmm. it's very scary and daunting before you start, um, you know, speaking to these people, even messaging them. Like I was really scared. And I was like, what if they don't reply? What if like, whatever, you know, yeah. even singing dentist, for example, I remember messaging him and I was so excited that he was like, yeah, I'll come on the podcast. And I was like, oh my God, uh -huh. singing dentist is coming yeah, on my podcast. Yeah. So what was your experience like with reaching out? Cause as a, for me to do this as a, as a qualified dentist is scary. So I can't imagine what it's like if you're a student. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think the first ones that I did, I, I was, I mean, I think I was very lucky, and I've said this before, in terms that I reached out to the nicest people in dentistry, I think, anyway, but like Jazz Galati, Drew Shaw, who, you know, literally applied in seconds and so like loved the idea. And yeah, I was a complete, no, I'm still, I'm, but uh, nobody, I had not, my Instagram had no followers. I had no proof, really, that what I was doing, I hadn't recorded a video. I, as I was saying before, I had no idea, really, what I was doing, but I just took that chance and took that opportunity and and luckily they said yeah but yeah as you say and since um everyone's been so supportive everyone's been incredibly nice and I think also especially what I'm doing I'm really asking 
these people to be a bit more vulnerable and to open up. And even um, the last video I put out on my page where you're talking about imposter syndrome, I think that's something that's incredibly powerful because I think a lot of people looking from the outside maybe won't see that and think, you know, she's super confident and she's smashing it and, she's, you know, smashing it on Instagram, smashing it in dentistry, everything's going well. And for you to say, oh, I'm starting my new job. And, I, you know, I do feel a bit out of place and it is a little bit scary. And other people who've come on the podcast for us dental students to see that people who are right at the top of our profession are still experiencing them things. And I think that all that I'm able to share with people and sometimes I'm also really thankful for all my guests who come on and are, um, you know, saying, saying stuff like that because it's, it is really helpful, I think, for, for us dental students. Yeah, no, absolutely. And sometimes, you know, I, I wish we had this when we were going through it because I remember for me, it was my first year that was particularly difficult and I was going through because it, it's a big change. Uh, it's a big adjustment to make going from A-levels, college, school to uni to being in a place where everybody is just as clever as you everybody can play instruments everybody has so many gifts and talents and they're like a gazillion a stars that they've had in their lives are just like the basic minimum so for me that adjustment was very very difficult and I don't know that I had the support that I needed at the time from people in the profession obviously I had it from my family and from my friends but from people in the profession I think it it helps to have somebody who's been through that exact thing to tell you that actually it's going to be okay so I think it's a really really powerful thing and it's a very important thing that you're doing um because for dental students to see that actually these people that you see on social media that you think their lives are amazing professionally mm -hmm. and um, personally that might not necessarily be what's going on and I feel like it just brings everything down to earth and it just it's like a little reality check that can help you keep going I think rather than demotivate you. And I wouldn't say you're a nobody. You're doing extremely, extremely well. I think with social media, we can get tied down and bugged down and looking at the numbers and being like, well, this person has more followers than me or whatever. That doesn't really mean anything in real life. It's more mm -hmm. the impact that you're making. It's the people you're interviewing. It's the experiences you're having. So um, I would say you're doing an incredible job and keep going. Um, I appreciate it. So from all these people that you've interviewed, what are some of the lessons that you've learned that have been really, really powerful for you? So from everybody that you've interviewed, what has been some light bulb moments where you've been like, oh, actually, that makes sense? You know, I, I really hate questions like this, but these are the exact <laughs> the exact questions I always ask my guests. And I was like, no, it's payback time. You, that's, it's such a, yeah, such a nasty question. So it's like, oh, like, so say if someone was an FD trainer, I'd always be like, Oh, so out of all the FDs, what are the qualities or what are the kind of things that you've seen of, of these FDs that have gone on to be super successful? I'm like, that's such a difficult question. Um, I think the thing, and it's maybe not directly from um, the people that I've um, interviewed, um, but I think as a, a one person, but I think cohesively, I think it's, it's having a plan. I think... Um, and even something I spoke about with payment on Dental Leaders podcast, because I've kind of spoke to a lot of different dentists about should you specialize, you know, should you just go in general um be a general practitioner and try and be good at everything? But payment was kind of saying to me, like, if at least if you have a plan, you're moving towards something. If you're just trying to be kind of good at everything, you can and you don't have an idea exactly where you want to go, you can kind of muddle along and not um move forward towards anything whereas at least if you you've got a plan you've got an idea where you want to go um 
you're moving towards something and you're motivated and you have a, a, a place where you're going. And even in the end, if you decide, okay, this isn't the right place for me, you can move into something else. But at least if you've moved experiences, you've, um, you know, gained skills and developed yourself a little bit like you did in, in DCT and then realized, um, I don't want to do DCT anymore. I want to go to general practice. There's skills and experiences there, which have helped you um, down the line. But at least if you, at least have an idea in anything in life, set a goal, have a plan and kind of work to get there. Even if at the end it wasn't exactly what you wanted or it doesn't turn out, at least you've, you know, you've, you're moving towards something. You're not just kind of muddling through in, with no idea, no direction, um, no goals in, in anything. I think that's really important. I agree with that. Um, but I think at the same time, you have to kind of be a bit flexible in your plans because I think, I've seen mm. too many people that go into dental school thinking I'm going to be an orthodontist. It's like until you've gone through that experience, until you've seen different things, you can't really, you can't really tell. An author gets a bad rep because a lot mm. of people go into dental school being like, I want to be an orthodontist, myself included, myself included. Um, so I think you should have plans, definitely. But at the same time, be a little bit flexible and open and don't be disheartened if those plans change. Because, for example, when it comes to competitive things like DCT, if you apply and don't get in, don't be afraid to reapply the following year, specialty training, if it's really what you want to do. Don't be disheartened if it doesn't work first time around. I know people who've applied three, four, even five times to get into something uh, before it's happened for them. So although it's good to have plans, you should still be a little bit flexible in those plans and understand that the reality might change. And I always, I'm a big believer in when plans change, there's usually a reason for them. So if you're not getting in four or five times after applying, there's something better waiting for you somewhere else, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. I think it, it's, yeah, like you say, it's, it's important to, to not just completely shut off anything in dentistry because as you say especially at you know my stage as a student the amount of experience we have is is almost negligible in all these areas um and i think that's another benefit of social media now is we're able to see a little bit more and learn from people like yourself who've been through different things and see all these different areas of dentistry which you know even maybe 10 5 10 even you know 15 years ago that was just inaccessible we won't be able to see it you know a day in the life of an orthodontist a day in the life of an oral surgeon what mm -hmm people in restorative dentistry are doing day in day out how different um you know different things work so i guess we do have more insight but um yeah it, you still can't just yeah like you say decide i want to do this and this is all i'm doing because um you know you're gonna miss out on other things and if as i say if that then doesn't work out you might be absolutely crushed and mm. not you know be able to move on from that when as you say there's probably something just as good that that's, uh, works for you around the corner. Yeah, exactly. Um, so from the point of view of your peers, your friends at dental school and everybody in the years below and above you, what's been the feedback? Because when, when I started my social media, I think you don't worry about people you don't know because you don't know them. You worry more about the people that you mm -hmm. do know and what they might think of you and whether they might cringe or whether they might you know, support you. And I found that, to be completely honest, the feedback is, is a little bit mixed especially at the beginning mm -hmm. because you're trying to do something, you have a vision, you have a purpose and some people might not understand that, you know, like for example, me with the podcast, a lot of people didn't understand the value of the podcast and only after, I don't know, so many episodes, so many incredible guests being on the podcast, only now they're like, okay, we get it now. 
you know, and we understand the value that it's providing, we understand the benefits of that. Um, so it, it takes a certain type of characteristic to put yourself out there, to be open mm. to feedback, be it positive or negative, to be open to criticism. Um, but I think it's it's been a good learning experience. It's helped me sort of get a much thicker skin. I used to be a lot more sensitive, mm -hmm. whereas now it's just like, you know, whatever, even if it, even if the one negative feedback in a hundred comes back, I'm okay with it because I see it as constructive feedback. So what's been your, what's been the reaction to your activities and to your online presence and how have you dealt with it? Yeah, I think it's, it's been a similar kind of process for me. I think the, some people aren't necessarily as I guess into the mindset stuff or into the, um, into even just dentistry as I am so people I get very excited about talking to they might just be like who's that like we I don't care like what are you, what are you doing with you? why are you doing this and I do really remember at the start I had a lot of people coming up to me who'd seen the page and they were like I, like I don't understand why you're doing that like you you were doing enough at dental school like what what's the point but it is I think as as it has grown and as I've had you know more more guests and I've maybe had more opportunities that have come from it people are more understanding my house I live with all dentists um, are very good at kind of like taking a piss if something's wrong or like telling me what they what they think of it which is great and I do it, it's a little bit of fun um, but yeah it's generally it's been positive and especially I think with within other people who have like maybe a similar mindset or other people who are kind of very interested in dentistry other students who have Instagram pages it's it's been very positive I've also enjoyed kind of interacting with them getting to know them and I think it's nice even when we go to like student conferences and um, student events and you get the people who are a little bit more interested and you can kind of connect with them and work with them um, and they kind of say oh I really enjoyed this episode or you know you can they're doing some really great work as well and um, you can connect with them and that's that's really nice so yeah as you said it has been mixed I think as it's gone on more people are more understanding and you know even just random people have come up to me and said oh like you're doing so well with the page keep it up you know really enjoyed this or whatever which, which is really really nice when that happens um but yeah no it, it's um and like you say it has helped me a lot in terms of dealing with criticism or not criticism but dealing with people saying different things and putting myself out there that was also one of the reasons I decided I wanted to do the page because I wanted to become you know more confident within myself more able in in kind of speaking and better better communicating and um yeah more um, like, like I said, able to to deal with different people saying different things and not not caring as much about what people thought of me. And as as you said, I think it's been um, it's been really helpful in that way. Yeah, and honestly, this is imagine you're doing this before you even graduate. So I feel like you're so much more advanced than so many of us were before we graduated. Because it by putting yourself out there, you learn so many different skills. And um, as we know, communication is a massive thing in our profession. So if you've got that down, then you're doing really really well, and you're ahead of a lot of other people. Um, so to close, I'm going to switch the questions back to you, the questions that you ask uh -huh. your, your, oh, uh, your guests. <laughs> I don't know if anyone has ever asked you this. Did Payman ask you this one? Payman Pay did, yeah. And he completely did caught he? me off guard. And then he was like, he was like laughing. So laughing you're prepared now. Off. Like, there's, no, there's no one ever, um, no one ever asked you be this before. And now you've uh, massively stressed me out again. So I'm trying to remember what I said to Payman. But to be you, fair, you should, you should. Say something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things probably have changed. Um, but yeah, we'll so see. Your favorite book? Favorite and book. Um, and why? So um, 
and I, I couldn't remember the name of the book when Payman asked me, but I do remember it this time. And it's called The Magic of Thinking Big. And I don't think it will be an amazing book for everybody, but it's a very, it's a book about thinking big. It's a book about self-belief and it's a book about positive thinking. And I know there's the downsides of positive thinking in terms of like, you, you can't just like positive think something into existence and manifestation. I, you know, I think there's definitely stuff behind that, but you know, you can't just think positive all the time. You know, ne- you're not never going to get negative thoughts, but I think what it actually does for me is it helps me be a lot more self-compassionate. I think I am pretty very self-critical and I can stress myself out about things and I'll do something I'm like that's absolutely terrible you you know it's useless and then like I'm, I'm like right it's not actually you know it's actually quite quite decent so I think <laughs> that kind of thing in terms of believing in myself and like being like wait a minute like you know you're, you're actually a pretty sick guy you know what I mean yeah. actually <laughs> it, um Aww. yeah it actually does help so that that book for me just helps me remind myself like you're on the right path you're doing good things and like give yourself a bit of a break you know what I mean practice self-compassion so that's, you know, that's I heard someone well. say once because I'm the exact same I'm super self-critical in my head like literally every single thing I do I criticize myself and the aim of that is to improve but I feel like sometimes it's mm-hmm. counterproductive and I feel mm-hmm. like this one time I heard someone say something that was so so true and they were like would you ever speak to your best friend like that and yeah. the answer almost is no so speak yeah, to yourself as you would your best friend. So now if I've had a terrible day at the clinic and I'm like in, in the changing room, changing or whatever, I take a minute and it's super cringe, but I take a minute mm-hmm. in the mirror to right. kind of like pat myself on the back and be like, it's okay, it was a bad day, but you're okay, it's not a bad life, you know? And it really does help. It really, really does help get you out of that mindset. And it's not going to be always successful. It's not going to work every single time, but it's going to help a lot of the time. So I completely agree with that. And I I think I do believe in manifestation and positive thinking. I think I agree with you in that mm-hmm. there's a lot of other stuff that goes into it. Um, but I think somehow you can manifest certain things by positive thinking. But that's story for another day. Okay, second question is um, favorite quote. Favorite quote model. Favorite quote model. I think the one I said to payment and probably the one I still stand by is and it, it, it is aligned with that book and it is one of them within that book um, and it's having a positive can-do attitude. I think that for me, just in that split second of where I can be like, um, I can't do it, I won't be able to do this. Um, even when I started this page, it was very much me thinking, right, like, no, I can do this, I'm able to do this. Um, and if I think I just went in with my kind of baseline thinking, I'd never have gone and put myself out there. I'd never have, you know, decided to try and like message these dentists and then try and interview and speak to these people that I, you know, held on or still hold on such a high, high pedestal. Um, so I think even in life, if you're doing uh, a lot of the time at dental school, we're doing treatments for the first time. It's just having that, you know, if you, if you can do it. And actually I was just into a podcast day and he, uh, but he said the way to actually do self-talk is, is more like, into inter interrogative self-talk like kind of interrogate yourself so rather than saying i can do this and really like trying to pump yourself up it's more how can i do this and asking yourself that question and by asking yourself that question it helps you actually figure out how you're going to do it rather than just randomly believing you believing you can do it and having not nothing to bad that up whereas if, if you actually figure out how you can do it it's, it's going to be a lot more helpful and actually gives you that confidence because you understand and know how to do it so that's something that I'm thinking about at the minute 
Very good. I agree with it. I think it it does work. And I think it's something that we all need to work towards and work on as scary as it is. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been such a wonderful chat. And I know there's so much that we can talk about so much more that we can talk about. Thank you so much for joining me. You're doing an incredible job and just keep it up. Honestly. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Yeah, I've really enjoyed chatting today. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing what you do going forward as well, because it's it's been uh, it's been really exciting chatting to you. And um, you know, you've been you've really inspired. I know a lot of people. I know the the reception I've had for to, to the podcast that we did, and some of the clips I've put out has been incredible. And um, yeah, people people really are um, invested in you and want to see you do well. really hope you've enjoyed this episode and hopefully learned a few things I know I certainly did and as always don't forget to let me know what you thought of this episode you can reach out to me on Instagram at Dr Shadi Manucheri I always love hearing your responses and if you have any requests for future podcast episodes please let me know there I do usually listen if there are specific requests that are quite popular as always there will be a new episode every week so please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode and I can't wait to speak to you soon.